Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 344 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Pink Skills answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, I'm joined by Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Well, thank you, Jeffrey, and uh, it's uh, exciting to be back again with another show, and hope everyone out there is doing as well as you possibly can. That's a very positive start. I like it. And we've got an exciting show, Alloys. Lots of table tennis questions. No, it's um, not an exciting show. It's just a normal show, Jeff. They're all exciting. <laughs> so it's, a, it's an exciting and a normal show. Yes, correct. <laughs> it's a normally um, exciting show. <laughs> now, the other day, yeah. I hopped in my friend's car, yeah. and I couldn't figure out how to fasten my seatbelt. Yeah. Then it clicked. <laughs> See, that actually took me a little while to click. Um, <laughs> oh dear! But yeah, that's did, out of your joke book, is that did, like joke? Straight book? out of the joke book. Yeah. See, it's best like, dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. You definitely increased your material level. Although <laughs> last last show was pretty awful, but no, that was good. That was good. You got another oh, one. Now, I'm I'm really wondering what happened during this week. In the on this week segment, well, it's a bit of a different one. Oh, yeah, because couldn't find anybody that was like really good. Yeah, so you decided to change it up on us. Yes, yeah, decided to change it up. So there was nobody, no, no, no one, <laughs> nothing, nothing. No. So, so we've got this a list of um of uh, ITTF athletes. Yeah, out of date, but um. And their birthdays. And so, you know, I went through and I, a little while ago, and I just highlighted all the people in the top 50 in the world. And, like, it wasn't much. It's pretty pretty poor. This, Hold yeah. on. I'm not following. You looked at the birthdays. Yeah, yeah. Poor, poor. Not, not, not very good. No. No good. People people born around this time, no good. Oh, so you, oh, people born around this week, there's no one in the top 50. No, no, no. Well, yeah, not really. No one exciting. Huh. So I, I think we could just can the, can the segment. For can this the week. segment. Yeah. Is there yeah, a motto to this then? Well, there, there sort of is, and you know, <laughs> what a good lead-in, Jeff. Because I've actually linked it to my tip of the week. Wow. Yeah, and my tip of the week is get born early in the year. <laughs> Okay, so um, I was born in October. That's going to be yeah. difficult for me to change. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, it 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 does it does come to an interesting point though because we did we did a little bit of playing around with this a while ago, you know, uh, and examining birthdays. And um, I think it came from uh, was it uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book? Yeah, yeah, and he he was talking about. Um, the benefits of being born early in the year, um, especially when there's a, um, a, a end of year date cutoff, you know, for juniors. Yeah. Um, and what he was saying was that often, you know, your junior years, if you're born on the 31st of December, you know, you're in a, in a uh, age group with kids that are born on the 1st of January, they're like almost a year older than you. They're a year more developed. They're a year more mature. 
and you're uh, competing with them. So it does actually get quite difficult. And at that age, you know, like at 10, 11, 12, there can often be quite a big um, uh, physical and and mental development um, difference between a 10 and and an 11-year-old. So Yeah, uh, they they grow a lot, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You've got you've got kids. um, (laughs) Yes. And they, you know, suddenly you, you see them and suddenly like they've sprouted, you know, they... They grow and they yeah change a lot, and I see it a lot with um, even uh, you know slightly older teenagers coaching at schools and things. You know you see them um, early in the year and you see them later in the year, and and yeah there's there can be a really big difference in in both physical and um, mental um, development. Um, yeah, so, I haven't read so, that book for a while, but it is really good outliers, and I yeah. think he also mentioned that the there's like teams are often picked and then representative teams are picked. And so if you're good or even just bigger and so you're deemed to be better, then they pick you for these representative squads. So then you actually get more of the sport. So you're actually practicing more than everyone else. So you, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And you, you often get subjected to better, you know, coaching environments or better training environments as well. You know, once you get picked in that squad because you're just bigger, um, and uh, and so you know the little the little kid or the you know the kids that are born later in the year can often um, fall through the cracks. Mm. So, so yeah, so that is my tip of the week, Jeff. Just get born early in the year. Okay. See, see if you can organise it with your parents. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and it is. I mean, it's it's quite a strange phenomenon, isn't it? And I think. Um, in Malcolm Gladwell's book, he was looking at ice hockey players, and I think he said, like, you know, 90% of them were born in the first three months of the year. 90% of the national team were born in the first three months of the year, and it just seemed really strange. Yeah, um, it was quite skewed, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you can't do well if you are born late. It doesn't, like, I think Ma Long is born, you know, late yeah. in the year. Definitely yeah, not in January. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... Um, so don't give up if you're born in December. No, or October, October <laughs> Jeff. Um, Indeed. No, I th- yeah, I think, you know, it's there's there's degrees of, uh, you know, benefits, isn't it? But but I guess it um, th- often, often or, or sometimes I think, you know, kids do just fall through the cracks mm. if you if you're born a little bit later and i think that is a really good point you know don't give up if you if you are born later in the year and you and you you always feel like you're just a little bit behind you know through your junior years or you um as you're developing um i've seen it quite often that those those uh players that persevere through those years end up coming out better because they've been competing at a higher level and pushing themselves um, mm. To a higher level at a, at a younger age, so um, yeah, it can it can be beneficial for you too. Persistence. It's That's all about right. persistence. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Now I want to now move on to the comment of the week, Alois. Yes. Mm. So, um, well, yeah, this is Ardak, and he's been sort of you know uh, he's been on the side quite a bit. Uh, recently, you know, talking about his rackets and things, but um, yeah. So one of his comments, um, it, 
was about um, just his improvement. He said, finally, I learned how to loop pushes with less backspin. So my loops against such pushes have become consistent. Today, I destroyed such players. Thank you. So um, I think <laughs> we, we actually featured his question a few weeks ago um, around, you know, how to uh, play a, a, a loop when they put less backspin on it and he was he was tending to play that ball off the end so Ardak good work it's nice to know that you've uh, been able to persevere been able to change things up and um, and start to correct um, some of those things that were were going wrong for you good and work Ardak yeah good work and it's interesting isn't it because with table tennis you can make these kind of seemingly huge improvements um, by fixing up some part of your game. So, like, learning to topspin against backspin can now allow you not to be pinned down just by someone pushing. And and Artic finally learning how to loop against these ones with a little less backspin, suddenly he's destroying such players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so just learning a skill, and it's never going to be this linear sort of improvement, is it? But you're going to learn a skill, and suddenly you'll just jump right up and make a huge um, leap forward. Yeah, that's right. You've just given them another pearl of wisdom there, Jeff, that, <laughs> that, that improvement is not linear. Indeed. Indeed. That should be a blog post. <laughs> should be. Um, all right. Well, I think now it may be time for the questions. Indeed, yes. Let's get on to them. All right. Given this is the Ask the Coach show. Uh, yeah, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> All right. Now, I think this is a good one for you because it's talking about a lefty. Well, well, playing against a lefty. But anyway, Ryan has said, how do I play against a lefty's pendulum side spin serve? Um, he's been struggling, especially with doubles. So what tips do you have for Ryan? Yeah, so this one was particularly about doubles. And I think he was trying to um, receive it with his backhand. So, you know, in doubles, a right-hander and he's sort of, uh, perched over on the right-hand side of the table, receiving in doubles. Um, so that the lefty's pendulum serve is curving from his left to right. So it's sort of curving across his body. The main thing I see there um, often is trying to get your bat to come more forward and um, and through the contact um, on that backhand return. So um, if you um, if you try to push it or, or angle, sorry, angle it back, um, it can be quite tricky, you know, because the the ball's curving across your body, and then you're trying to angle it with your backhand. But if you come, if you push through the line of the ball, um, you can often get a, a much better, cleaner contact at the ball, um, and uh, yeah, and have some success that way. So it's actually. Um, it, it can be quite an effective stroke returning with your backhand as a right-hander um, in doubles. So, yeah, so see if you can um, think about that coming forward. And I guess the other thing is initially don't try and do too much. Don't try to, you know, spin it too much or, um, you know, uh, push it with too much spin or whatever. Just start to get that bat pushing through the ball, feel the contact, feel where the ball's going, um, and then just, uh, yeah, guide it, guide it forward. Yeah, good tips. And I don't mind that, like, taking the pendulum serve on the backhand. Because, like you said, that curving away from you, if it's on the forehand, I, personally, I find that a little bit harder because 
you, it feels like you've got to go at the wrong angle with your forehand, oh, whereas no. the backhand feels a bit more natural to counter that side spin. Oh, good. I'll uh, I'll just put that uh, on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, I might just put that in the vault under Jeff Plump. <laughs> Pendulum um, serves to the forehand. Because with the and in doubles especially, because you know they're just serving to that right hand box, so you can just stand around and use your backhand. Whereas singles, not so much really, can you? It's hard to kind of cover that whole table with a backhand. Yeah, but that's right. You see more and more players doing this, even against right handers, don't you? They're um, using the backhand across, you know, seventy five percent of the table for some yeah. returns. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. So certainly, certainly an interesting change in the game. All right, great question, Ryan. All right, next up is one from Jason, and he says, "I've watched Adam Bobro play table tennis, and his style is quite different. Quite a defensive and more of a lobbing style." And Jason wants to know. Is this a style you could play or is it too risky? You almost see no one playing like he does. Yeah, true. true. Like Adam Bobro is very entertaining to watch playing, um, almost as entertaining as his commentary. But he, um, yeah, he, he goes back and he spins the ball sideways. You know, he does some what he calls his snake uh, returns where he, or we call it the wob, the the wiggly or the wobbly um, and, um, you know, the ball's sort of spinning one way and he's getting the action trying to go the other way. It's basically a lobbing um, style of play, though. Um, at, at that, at the very highest level, you know, they're just going to crunch that ball, obviously, um, because they've got enough time. But it can be really deceptive and it looks like it's quite um, a lot of fun to play. Um, oh, using, it looks that awesome to play yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's not as a style that I would recommend for players um, if they're starting out and you know thinking about trying to uh, become you know a, um, a high level state, national, international player. Um, no, probably not where I you want to go, but yeah, yeah, uh, a lot of fun. But you don't, you're not going to see anyone winning the world championships just lobbing, are you? And I think you. I mean, it's hard enough. We haven't even seen a chopper win, let alone a lobber. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. for a long time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so much fun. If you haven't seen Adam Bobro's videos, go check it out. Do a bit of a Google. Um, definitely, definitely entertaining. Yeah, get on get on to Adam Bobro. Entertaining character. Yes. Um, I liked lobbing. Did you like lobbing, Alois? Was that fun for you? No, no, not much. Really? Yeah, not much, no. Ah, oh, just no. it is just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> no, nah, didn't didn't win too many points from back there. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, you don't. But it's fun. It is fun. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, true. I, I do remember one or two exhibitions that you and I have done, Jeff, where uh, <laughs> where I might have done been forced to do some lobbing. <laughs> Indeed. Um, cool. All right. Great question, uh, Jason. All right. Next up is one from Phil, and he says, "Hi, coaches." Can you help me when purchasing new rubbers? Because as a newbie, I'm not sure what to go for. I look at the different thicknesses and just this kind of fog comes over my whole thought process. It's just too many choices. And what's the point of having all these different combinations? (gasps) Yeah. Um, Phil, you're not uh, not alone there. Um, It can get very confusing. um, But with the thickness of the sponge... 
uh, the thing to remember is the thicker the sponge, the more speed and the more spin that you're going to generate with the rubber. Now, Great. So we should just get the thicker sponge, get the most spin and no. the most speed. Oh. No. <laughs> because, because sometimes that rubber is going to be too fast for you. Um, so... Uh, so it's about getting the thickness that suits your level and style. Um, mm -hmm. So if you are a very attacking and fast player, but you are also um, an advanced player, then it's okay to go for a 10 you know, maximum thickness um, mm -hmm. sponge. But if you're learning your strokes and you go for a fast type of rubber like a 10 um, 2.0 or you know um or thicker then that's just going to be too fast you're not going to be able to control the ball the ball is going to be coming off your racket way too quickly um and you're not going to be able to to learn the the strokes that you need to play so it's about finding the thickness of the rubber that is going to suit you but also then the type of rubber that's going to suit you and you know we have these questions a lot on the site um and I think players tend to often err on the side of going for too fast mm. too quickly. So, um, yeah, it's better if you get something a little bit slower, learn to uh, learn your strokes well, and then there, there's plenty of time to be able to um, ramp up the, the, uh, the equipment that you're using. Yeah, and there are just so many choices, right? So there are, like, a lot of good options out there that we wouldn't even know about. But if you just had to give like a couple of, you know, options for beginners, what's some some decent choices? And these are not the only choices, obviously, plenty of other ones, but what are some yeah. decent choices? I mean, we, we, we use Mark V on our um, uh, initial um, uh, ping skills touch bat. Um, yes. You know, so, bat. so that's so. kind of one step up from a pre-made bat, right? Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, that's plenty. That's plenty of speed and spin um, for your first custom bat. You know, Mark V, Shriver, there's there's a there's literally, you know, hundreds of different rubbers out there that are suitable. Um, yeah, to, to start off with. So don't go for a Tenergy or something like that to start off with. Go, yeah. go, go with something um, that you're going to be able to, to handle. Yeah, and then only when you've kind of you've got the consistency and you've been able to make all your shots properly, and then you feel like you need some more power, then you kind of look. Yeah, for yeah. So like, if you were trying to drive a Formula One car, <laughs> and as your first car, think about it that way. What about what about that for an for an analogy, Jeff? I like it. You like it? Yeah. That's good. I, I think you'd just crash it straight away, wouldn't you? Exactly. Crash and burn. Well, so, so yeah you just need you need uh you know your old um uh gemini holden gemini holden gemini most people wouldn't know what that is um because they probably United don't have gemini holden gemini that's right exactly or your toyota corolla 1969 toyota corolla okay so, yeah although these days you might want a few more safety features Correct. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> You're learning to drive. Yeah. So just, yeah, main thing is don't go too thick or too fast a rubber to start off with. Okay. Excellent. All right. Good stuff. Thanks for that question, Phil. All right. Uh, next up is one from Kwok Jing who says, I was frustrated when I was playing because 
I had a shot, it clipped the net and went in. And my opponent said that that was a lucky ball and shouldn't be counted because it clipped the net. And he goes, I knew the rule. He said, but thankfully, a qualified sports teacher came across and told him that that, that was the rule. But it got him, it got Kwok Ching thinking. He's like, do you think we should change this rule about um, touching the net during the point? And, you know, should that be, you know, maybe replay or stop the, or you lose the point? What do you think? Uh, I think, I think the rule should be the same, but in fact, you know, maybe you go the other way and with a serve, you allow um, the, the point to play on, you know, so instead of having a let when the ball clips the net on a serve and, and, um, and goes in, maybe you just allow that to, uh, to just be a play on. Yeah, I mean, why have why have one rule for the serve and one rule for general play? Exactly. Very confusing. So, um, yeah. But I, I think, I mean, it's just come from tennis. Um, Same uh, thing. Rules. Tennis is yeah. even sillier. I mean, just the net, just play on. Exactly. Because they, they do the same in the rally, don't they? Play on yep. in the rally? Yep. Time to change the rule. Okay. Interesting question. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. And it is a bit frustrating when you lose a point when something hits the net or an edge, isn't it? But yeah. when it happens in your favour, not so frustrating. That's it, exactly. But um, if you if you are unsure about any of the rules, go to the uh, – we've got a, um, a rules section on the site, and that covers the rules, the basic rules. So um, go to there. Yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and it's got uh, just got a nice summary, a really basic summary of the rules of uh, of table tennis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's there's lots there, Alice. There's like an overall. There's a video on the overall rules of table tennis, and then there's a lot of individual videos on rules on specific questions. So yeah, plenty of uh, material to go through at pingskills.com. Yep. And if you ever have a question, just uh, just ask us on the Ask the Coach. Um, part of the site too so just go to yeah, pingskills.com go to the ask the coach and there you will see how to ask a question very simple perfect all right well that brings us on to omg facts yes. okay okay and first up um apparently well not apparently it's a fact <laughs> two births occurred at woodstock really <laughs> yes um, and phoba trivia phoba is a fear of trivia about phobias. A fear of trivia about phobias. No, that's just you. You're what? afraid of trivia's about phobias. Yep, fact. Phoba trivia phobia. I want you to name the I want you to name the person that has phobia trivia phobia phobia trivia. Didn't say anyone had it. It just said that is the name of it. That's the fact. <laughs> um, workplace bullying affects twenty five to thirty percent of employees at some point during their careers. Twenty five percent. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, from okay. ground from groundbreaking to opening day, Disneyland was built in just 365 days. Really? Yep, that's all. Disneyland. 
Yep. That's impressive. I know. It took them three years to get our local cricket nets fixed up here. They built <laughs> Disneyland in one. <laughs> <laughs> Disneyland, yeah. That's yeah. great. I'll get them to build my next house. Now, because I'm because the calendar's a little bit, you know, we're a bit slow going through these. Yeah. You know, this date's not really relevant to right now, but you're going to like this. Yeah. August 13th is left-handers day. Yes. When? August the what? August the 13th. And it was launched in 1992. This yearly celebration raises awareness of difficulties experienced by left-handers. Did, did, I don't remember being, being lauded on that day on August the 13th, 15th, 16th. <laughs> um, it celebrates the difficulties that you experience. Yes, true, true. But you are a little bit um, ambidextrous, though, so... Uh, no, not ambidextrous exactly. Ambidextrous is more like you can do things with both hands, like do the same thing with both hands, but I can only... Uh, like, I write with my right hand, <laughs> and I play table tennis with my left hand, and I throw with my left hand... Uh, and kick with my left foot, uh, but two-handed sports um, like baseball or cricket, I would bat with my right hand. So that's not confusing, is it? It's very weird. You are <laughs> you are very strange. Very strange. <laughs> um, now, yeah, that yeah. So that's yeah. I, but I'm just disappointed that that you didn't celebrate. Left-handers day, Jeff, and and we didn't highlight it on on this day, mm. on this week. Yeah. It is anyway, disappointing. it is disappointing. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Get over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what what was that percentage of workplace bullying? Twenty five percent. It just went up. <laughs> oh dear, excuse me. Um. Now, I like this one. This is, um, you know, about space travel. I like all these things. There's some really good movies. Apollo 13, Hidden Figures. Have you seen Hidden Figures, Alois? Uh, I don't know, but I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I might have. What is that the one about the 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 women that... Yes. Yes, with, with, with NASA. And the, yes. Yes, I have seen that. Look at That's that. A what, what a memory. Yeah. The, the three women from NASA who, you know, helped get them yeah. into orbit and then to the moon. And yeah. and one of them uh, taught herself how to program because the IBM machines had come in and they realized they were going to be out of a job because they were, like, doing all these math calculations. But the computer was going to do it faster, so she taught everyone how to program. Oh, great story. That was a good, it was a good movie. Good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, good uh yeah. So, sorry. How well, we this fact is just related to that. All right. Okay. The, well, kind of. The actual communication from Apollo 13 was, Houston, we've had a problem. Oh, really? Houston, we've had a problem. Oh. That's no. pretty calm, isn't it? Like when you're out there, yeah. you're in a rocket, you're traveling at like 25,000 kilometers per hour or whatever. Yeah. And there's a bit of an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Houston, we've had a problem. Yeah, that is pretty calm. That's, I'm not uh, sure that's how I would describe it in that situation. No, yeah. no. You, <laughs> you reckon you wouldn't be as uh, as uh, as gathered as? Uh, Which is as probably calm. why I'm not on any of those rockets. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a good thing. And rockets is kind of a strange word because it's really like you're you're really on this little tin capsule that's yeah. got a bomb underneath it. Yeah, exactly. Get that explodes you off the earth and yeah. yeah. Hmm. It, 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 amazing feat, really. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is. Um, you know, and what, what, what have you finished with your OMG facts? Done. Yeah. Done. Well, the 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 last um, the last on this week, or you know, we have we do have an on this week, and it is actually Thanksgiving Day today in the US. Really? In yep, today in the US, it's Thanksgiving Day. So you might not be listening to this. Uh, podcast on thanksgiving day but uh yeah so happy thanksgiving day to uh to all of you in the uh in the u.s and probably around the world probably other other countries also celebrating thanksgiving day today yeah well, that's great um i was in the u.s a few years ago on thanksgiving day had a beautiful big meal and stuff oh such a good day there you go good memories Yes. Don't know we'll be travelling anytime soon. Still, no, no. I think uh, no, that's that's an avenue that has been cut off. Mm. Yes, but um, hopefully news of vaccines coming. Hopefully this can all, you know, turn. Um, we can turn the tide and um, yes, yeah, yeah. So good. So things yeah, are looking yeah. up. That's it. Happy Thanksgiving Day, folks. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure to check out pingskills.com. And, of course, thank you, Alloys. Thank you, Jeffrey. And um, and then tomorrow is Black Friday. Woohoo! Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Enjoy, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.